This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio program. I have a privilege to have my wife in the studio today. Her name is Adalia Hansen. Adalia, welcome back to the Warning Radio program. Thank you for having me again. Well, you're welcome. Adalia is a qualified minister. Actually, I could call her Reverend Hansen. But her and I are very concerned what's going on in the United States of America today. We're not just talking about the coup in progress, trying to topple the Republic of the United States, usher in a new world order. But we're talking about the general condition of the church, how even so many Christians, quote, so-called Christians, voted for a socialistic, communistic party that's against everything moral, everything that Jesus would be in favor of. In other words, they're pro-killing babies, they're pro-abortion pro-homosexuality, pro-lesbianism, everything that is evil, they're in favor of. And yet, some of these, quote, so-called Christians voted for Biden, which I cannot understand. How do you vote for a baby killer? You know, Adalia, you talked to some African leaders, pastors, and they couldn't believe it. How in the world could some Christians vote for a baby killer? It's amazing how around the world the church has a lot more awareness of what is right and what is wrong. But in America, we are so mixed up. We are so dysfunctional. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the lukewarm church. Adelia, now, you've lived in America for a couple years now. And what is your perception of the church in America? Well, I would say it needs a lot of work. Yes. The church needs a lot of work because coming from an African background and not that all Africans are born again. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying the people that I came across with that were true believers. These are people that are not double minded in terms of they're not in the world and they're not in Christ at the same time. These are people who are focusing on Christ. The kind of battles that most Africans, especially the believers, go through, it's a very intense battle. The minute you get into Christianity, the minute you believe God and just set your focus on just following Him, the battles are so intense. You know, Africa has a lot of demonic powers, people who are devil worshippers, people who are in cults, people who are in traditions. And the minute you step away from that, it's like all hell breaks loose. Things just happen, you know. 
the ones that I could say because I went through the same thing. So in that matter, the only way for you to survive is to press in God, the presence of God, as in just watch how you live your life, not allowing sin to dominate your life because that's it's a loophole for the enemy to attack. We have witches and warlocks and people in the occults and stuff like that. Even in the family line, you find people come from a whole background of people who are worshiping other gods. And the minute you decide to, I am turning away from this, I don't want to be a part of this. Now your whole generation, we're talking about a generation of the God they served and the generation and the people who are still serving become your enemy. You become an enemy of your own people. So the only way you could survive, you just have to sell yourself out to God. There's no way out. There's no way around it. That's the only way of survival. Well, when I came here, I had an expectation, you know, that there's some people that Africans look to. Like we have ministers Africans look to here in America. They're Christians we look to. But I was so surprised in how they take things so lightly. It's not just America. We're talking about the Western world in general. They take God so lightly. It's like they've put him in a box. They want him to be what they want him to be. God has standards. It was there from the beginning. There's standards which he set for mankind to live by. There is worship. There is prayer. There is honor to God. There's reverence to God. There are things that he cannot be able to contain in his presence. But now things have changed. Now we have people who just say there are many ways to God. There is no other way to God except by Jesus and by his atoning blood. There's no other way. We can't just come and make our own religion and talk about things that are not written. If we are warned by it in the Bible. You're not supposed to add or remove these things. So I've been studying the Bible for days now, and I've been wondering, Lord, your word says you change not. You're the same God yesterday, now, and forever. But now, look at us. Look at the church now, Lord. It breaks my heart. And even me, I just want to press in and be more like him. Now, there's a quote that I read somewhere. Nowadays, it's not just people say, well, I am a Christian. But now there's a quote that has come out there that said, well, you might be a Christian, but I'm a Christ-like. Like now, there's, the Christian doesn't have a good meaning to it, that there's no meaning to it now. Anybody just decides, well, because I'm not a Muslim, or I'm not a Buddhist, or I'm not any of these other religions, I'm a Christian. But that's not it. A Christian is somebody who lives in Christ and goes and lives by the standards of God. So you have seen that the American church, you've traveled with me all over the world already, all over America too, and I think you have seen that much of the American church has compromised. We can call it lukewarm. You can call it adapting the way of society, but they give every little excuse to miss church or they don't attend but once or twice a year. And they don't recognize, they don't even know what a demon is, not yet recognize the spiritual warfare. Adalia? Well, I would say the people who are like that are going to go through a rude awakening because hell is real, heaven is real, the spiritual realm is real. We could say that sometimes we could look down on Africans and all that, but the truth is know the reality of the existence of these things. Demons, and we have angels of God. We have demons. We have fallen angels. These things are in the book. It's not that it's actually made up. It's in the Bible. It's there. The Bible is not a storybook. It's not a legend. 
It's the true word of God. It's who God is. Whatsoever that is written in the Bible are the things that are still happening today. It's just that people have not, they're so blinded now by the enemy. Some of them don't think the enemy is around. They think Satan does not exist. There's so many forms of theology coming from left, right, and center. And it's not based in the word of God. These are the doctrines of demons. These are human theology that are messing up the church. The Lord said when he comes, will he find faith? We're talking about faith in the Lord God Almighty, knowing that He is, that knowing that He is powerful, He's mighty, that He has overcome the enemy. But living as if He does not exist or living that the enemy does not exist, that's just being delusional. It's being in a world that does not exist. The enemy is roaring around looking for whom to devour. We have people who have gone through a lot of demonic attacks. Some of them are silent. They're not speaking out because they're afraid if they say it. The people at the church will think they're losing their minds. Some people are being attacked by night. Some, they see demons. They're being choked. Some of them, the diseases and sicknesses you see on their body, they're not just normal diseases that people experience. This is a demonic attack. But the church has to rise and war for the church and war for their lives and war for the lives of their children. As you shared, they don't even recognize a demonic attack. Yes, there's like you said, there's a time you were teaching and you were teaching the staff and the people that there are times when you have to discern when to pray for deliverance and when to pray for healing. It needs the discernment to know when Jesus encountered that child and he rebuked the dumb and the deaf spirit. This is a child who's epileptic. You wonder how is the deaf and dumb spirit associated with the epilepsy? He, he was showing the church, you have to have discernment and know what you're fighting against. That's why sometimes we're busy praying for healing and sometimes we're praying for healing and nothing happens. All you have to do is rebuke that demon out of the person and the person gets healed. I know recently I asked somebody to pray for a person with depression and instead of uh, re- rebuking and coming against and commanding that, that spirit of depression to go so they have deliverance, they prayed for a healing, nothing happened. The person certainly wasn't healed of depression, and they tried to commit suicide the very next week. And, and so then the next time I saw them, I went ahead and, and rebuked that depression and started commanding spirits to leave, go in Jesus' name. And the person was set free, and the person has been happy ever since. But we need to know when to pray for a healing and when we need to get into spiritual warfare, Adalia. Yes, there's simply, I could say there's much more than what we think and what we see. There's so much more. If the Lord will open the eyes of the people and see the kind of battle we are going through, they would not even miss praying at all. Some people just jump in bed, close their eyes and go to sleep. They don't even know what the enemy has planted by night. When I say by night, it means that when, by night, I just don't mean that when it's night and dark. I'm just talking about when you are spiritual blind, you cannot see. He's so seeds into your life or the life of your family. Sometimes you see the result coming forth in months, in years, and you wonder what's going on with my children? What's going on with my marriage? What's going on with my job? The enemy sowed seeds of discord and disunity and sickness and disease while you're busy sleeping. You need to wake up and start praying and contend for what is yours. Contend for your children. Contend for your marriage. It's Right now we're in the last days. The enemy has released a 
hordes of demons out there to come against us, the people of God. But people are just sleeping. Like now, the country, whatsoever is going on, you just don't sleep and say, let, let God do whatever he said he would do. He will do it. No, you're supposed to rise up and pray it in and prophesy and decree and declare and war for the church because now there's a war against the church in America but it's not just you just don't sit there and say God will do whatsoever what you need to understand is this a spirit cannot function in the earth realm without a body therefore the spirit of God needs a person which is you and me to rise up and speak on his behalf and be able to speak his word and for him for us to declare the things upon the altar and whatsoever in, is in heaven to come forth in, in the earth and manifest it's not just sitting there and say lord will do it deal it's not that way read your bibles well i know that um, a couple of weeks ago we were in a in our service here and and a lady had a growth the, the, the size of a baseball softball big tumor and you saw demons dancing around her. In fact, you whispered it in my ear. And so then I had three spirit-filled people come and started to intercede. You started to pray and I started to intercede. And uh, right in front of people's eyes, that tumor disappeared. But again, we drove the, the spirits out. We commanded them to go. The Lord rebuke you. And people don't even recognize this type of spiritual attack. They don't, they don't recognize this type of authority they could have. But you saw demons around this woman, Adalia. Well, the lady is an African lady. And I know she knew that whatsoever was happening was just not a mere coincidence that she's just feeling sick or there's a protrusion on her body. I remember her saying, no, this is not of God. It's not. And she even, there was a time when she walked out of the church, like she wants to go home and rest. And she was like, what am I doing? And then she came back to the church again. But people are just worshiping and praising. And I think you were teaching up some time. And I was just sitting there suddenly. It's like my eyes just open. And I saw like people going around her. They're not like normal human beings. They were like thin, thin kind of people, very slim. They looked like this cards or something. I know there's something like that in some movies somewhere. I, I can't remember. Somebody told me about it. And they had these round heads and they were holding each other's shoulders and they were going around her. You know, she's a Christian. You know that some demons can be able to oppress a Christian as totally, well. Totally. Yeah. It's not about possession. There's demon possession. There's being this demon oppression. So I was like, what is going on here? So I just kept quiet and I said, well, maybe it's just nothing. And then again, I saw it. I said, oh my goodness. So I waited for the service to be over and I told her, I need to see you afterwards when people have left. And I, I but I told her, I cannot be, be able to do deliverance on you. I'll be, I'll call Pastor Hanson, you that is. And you, you helped us and Vance and Jamie and, and, and. James, James. <laughs> they were interceding and we were praying against this evil powers and. She had been in a warfare even before that day. It has been a warfare for her, so she discerned and she knew. That's why she was open. When you're going through deliverance, you have to open yourself for God to deliver. Sometimes people, you might, sometimes you might see this kind of things, but when you tell people, they go like, oh, no, I don't think so. This can't happen. I'm a Christian. No, it's that's not true. You have to open yourself up for God to deliver you. It also comes with the mixture of faith. You have to have faith for God to deliver. Otherwise, we might be wasting our time. Well, well, totally. She was so sick the night before when she came home. She sat in her car and couldn't even get out of it for one solid hour. 
yet God set her free. Because, again, a person moved in the spirit and they saw in the spirit realm, you saw demons. And that exercised against spiritual warfare. Adalia? Yes, very true, very true. I totally agree. There was a time when I had very bad migraines, I remember. And it the funny thing is, it only used to come when I'm about to do my examinations for my college, I remember. And I didn't understand what was going on. Other days I'm okay, but when I'm about to do my exams, then I get bad migraines, and I didn't understand that. Then I remember the pastor, the pastor prayed for me, and he started rebuking the spirit of headaches, and he rebuked them. You see, a normal person would probably pray for healing for me. And nothing would have happened. Nothing would have happened. Probably the, um, the headaches will still keep coming, but it was not, it was not a sickness that's just a normal sickness. This was a demon. It was a foul spirit of infirmity that was oppressing me, probably wanting me to fail my exams every time. So the uh, the pastor rebuked the spirit of headaches. And the and then I remember I felt like something lifting off my head. There was pressure around my head and something just lifted off from it. And then I realized I am free. I needed to be delivered. I did, I did not need medicine or drugs to keep the headaches away or somebody praying, oh, Lord, heal him. Killer, Lord, no. I needed someone to rebuke that spirit and cast it out so I am set free and loose so that I can do things that I'm supposed to do. Amen. But again, uh, sadly, most of the church in America today, they don't know when to pray for a healing. They don't know when to try to cast out a spirit or do spiritual warfare against uh, demonic attacks. And uh, and half of the church doesn't even believe in in demons and in, in the apostolic, the prophetic they don't believe in the fivefold gifts of ministry or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit with signs following in the power gifts of God. Half of the church doesn't even believe in it, and most of the other half can't walk in it. They're so far away from, from living a victorious Christian life. And that's what we're talking about, the pathetic Christian church, the dysfunctional Christian church that uh, they don't even know the importance of coming to church. Adalia? Well, all I can say in this matter is I just pray to God that he may awaken the church. That's what I pray more than anything. That even if it's encounters that needs to be experienced for them to be awake, they need encounters. They need someone to talk with them. They just need an awakening so that they awake from their slumber. The enemy is beating us up right, left, and center. And we're just trying to shoo it away. Like, let's just pray it away. No, the enemy understands authority, power, and authority. Well, people don't even know in America, again, we get back, let's get back to demons. Some people say, well, Christians can't have demons inside of them. Well, yes, they can. If you can't have demons inside of you, then you can't have any type of sickness because it all attacks the body. Now, it doesn't go into your spirit. It goes into your body. It doesn't go into your soul, will, mind, and emotions. It goes into your body. Demons take residence in a body, whether it's a person or whether it's an animal. And so if you open the floodgates, if you allow uh, the devil to start to influence your mind, your will, your emotions, if, you, if you're watching things you shouldn't be watching, if you're engaging in sinful activities, you are opening yourself up 
to demonic, not only oppression, but uh, limited possession. And we're not talking about total possession as far as you got to be put in isolation cell and, and chained. No, but we are talking about demons affecting you just like demons affect you in your health, where if you truly walk in the supernatural, a life of faith, you don't need to come down with all of these sicknesses or you know how to be set free. You have the faith, again, to touch the helm of his garment and, and be healed. Adalia? Yes. Um, all I can say is this. There's, there's a time when sometime our hedge is broken into. The enemy comes and breaks into our hedge. And the only way some, that it happens, when we open our lives to sin, what happens is we allow the enemy to come and take and take advantage of us. When we continually sin, intentionally sin, you are re- you are actually making yourself vulnerable for the enemy to attack you. Like Job, there was a hedge round about him. Christians have a hedge round about him. And when the hedge is broken, the enemy comes and he attacks. He comes into your marriage and attacks. He comes, it comes into your prayer life and attacks it. When the hedge is broken, that's why there's an emphasis on repentance. We need sometimes, even before we go to sleep at night, we, we check ourselves. What, what happened during the day? I need to repent of this. this. There's some things I did that was not right. You repent of these things, and then what happens is now the Lord protects you from the attack of the enemy. If you read Psalms 91, it talks about, those who are, who are in the secret place of the Lord shall abide under the shadow of his mighty wing. In the secret place, you are ever in the presence of God. You are seeking him. You are covered by him. He's your shade. He's your protection. You have to stay in there. Otherwise, when you walk out of that hedge of God, the enemy is going to shoot his arrows against you. So keep that hedge up. And when you sin or intentionally sin, you repent thereof. And the hedge is, the hedge is mended. You are solely just um, surrounded by the Lord, and he covers you from such attacks. Amen. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the, so much of the church in America doesn't take uh, the issue of sin seriously any longer. They don't take sin seriously. They commit sins, and it doesn't matter to them. Uh, just like cohabitation. Well, I'm a Christian. Are you? That's not what the Bible says, that you can consistently live in sin and be called a Christian. But again, many people in America do not take sin seriously. Here at my Facebook, World Ministries International, with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, Pastor Raphael Warnock claims killing babies in abortion is consistent with biblical values. This is crazy. I, I, you know, this is ludicrous, but look at how Christians no longer know right from wrong. We're in deep deception right now in the church in America, Adalia. Totally. I, I, <laughs> I'm pretty dumbfounded right now by the statement you just made. There are things that are, are abomination to the Lord. It does not change the way it was an abomination before. From the beginning, it's still an abomination now. This, he, even though Christ came and he died for us, he didn't come and he didn't come and say the laws of God are no longer existent. No, he said, I came to fulfill. So when people kill babies, they say, well, it's my body. It's my right. No, it's not. You're not the creator of all things. You are not. That's a lie of the enemy. And there are things now, people are starting to say, there's many ways to Christ. 
there are many doors to Christ. No way. Now people have other standards. The Bible says, be holy for I am holy. Now people, even in the Christian walk of life, somebody goes and start wearing short, very short clothes. You can literally see the underwear of the person. The person is singing on the altar or the person is sitting on the church. People have changed the standards of God to fit them. They go up, their chest is bare out there. They're preaching, they're teaching, or they're walking around. You are causing your brother to stumble. And they say, well, it's all about the inner person. No, we have to, it's not just the inner. You have to be able to exude the characteristics of Christ, both in and out. We need to check ourselves. Because all I can say, and I can't keep it out of my mind, that by the day of the return of the Lord, people will be very surprised when we stand before him and we give an account of our lives, of how we lived our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in serious trouble in the United States. We need repentance, repentance. We need to repent for the kingdom of God is nigh. Since March 2020, I've had 15 dreams talking about civil unrest a civil war and an invasion. Trouble is coming. Trouble is here. The church is going to be shaken because God wants the church to be holy without spot or wrinkle. He wants to purify the church. And I believe to do that, judgment is coming. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, look to God. Look to God because he is there. You can follow him. He can guide you. He can lead you. And you don't have to be afraid. May God richly, richly bless you. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.